the Dressage Today podcast is back for season two. And hey, you're listening to the first episode. Whether you've come back after spending all of season one with us, or you're a first-time listener, we are glad you're here. In more typical episodes of the Dressage Today podcast, we sit down with some cool people we've met in the dressage community. Sometimes they're top riders, other times they're inspiring people, or they're equine industry leaders who have some helpful tips to share that can make you a more informed rider and horse owner. In today's episode, however, I'm joined by my co-host, Jennifer Malachi, Dressage Today's content director, as we discuss the latest news in the world of Dressage Today. Thanks for listening. We can't wait to bring you more this season. Hey there, I'm Jennifer Malachi. And I'm Lindsay Paulson. We're the hosts of the Dressage Today podcast, where you can find us talking about anything and everything dressage related. Our conversations span the world of dressage, from leading riders to local level dressage heroes. We're talking training advice, horse care tips, and stories to inspire your own dressage journey. Tune in, then tack up. Hey, Jen, thanks for joining me today. Hello, Lindsay. It's good to be with you, even yeah. though it's virtually. <laughs> it's it's so so different being being in two different places. Um, to everybody that's listening, thank you so much for joining us for um, a new season of the Dressage Today podcast. Um, I'm one of your hosts, Lindsay Paulson. I'm um, since we're kind of working during the times of coronavirus. Um, I'm calling in from Saratoga Springs, New York, and we have uh, Jennifer Malachi here, uh, Dressage Today's content director, on the other end of the phone, and you are in Frederick, Maryland. Yep. So I I thought maybe um, just a way that we could sort of uh, introduce our new season here is that we could touch on a few a few um, highlights from last season. Um, that st- stood out to us from from our episodes and podcast recordings. So, Jen, was there anything that really stands out in your memory that that was special to you from season one of the Dressage Today podcast? Yeah, you know, it was interesting having never, obviously I've listened to podcasts before, but having never done them personally, it was a little I'll be honest, nerve wracking at first when we had to get started uh, down that road. But I really enjoyed um, talking with the people that I spoke with and listening to the people you spoke with. One of the um, one of the podcasts that I did was with George and Roberta Williams. And I just everything about that podcast I really enjoyed. We were tucked away in a corner of a barn aisle at Dressage at Devon, you know, and it was just like kind of surreal that I'm sitting, you know, we're sitting there with George and Roberta in this iconic, you know, on these iconic showgrounds in a, in a barn that I remember being in when I was, gosh, in probably high school when I used to go and and to the shows and help the barn where I grew up riding um we would go there for the breed show you know and that was one of the barns that we would be in with the babies and it was just everything about it kind of brought back so many memories but that particular podcast was really um it was just really nice getting to talk with George and Roberta and listening to their history and and all that they have done for the sport and 
hearing more about Roche, um, George's um, horse that he rode. And it just, everything about that podcast was really um, quite special, um, just from the location of it and hearing everything that they, they've, you know, done in, in the sport and for the sport. Um, so that was one that really kind of was special for me. Yeah. And they're like, they're like the nicest, most incredibly down to earth, like grounded people. I, uh, that's one of the things that I love the most about our, our, the job that we have is that like, I feel like we get to talk to so many interesting people who have been leaders in the sport and, and I'm always so pleasantly surprised with how, like how the superstars tend to be so like (laughs) generally generous with their, their knowledge and like happy to share you know, share what they've learned with you and stuff. And that's like, that's, I don't know, that gives me like a warm, happy feeling just to know that that exists in our world. Cause I know, I know that's not always the case that when you like meet your hero, sometimes it can be terribly disappointing, but. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I think, you know, at the, and we keep saying this, I feel like I'm a broken record, you know, but it all comes back to, you know, the horse, right. And we all got started in horses because we love we love the horse. And so at the, at the beginning of it all, and at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. And we all, you know, even the, the top stars in our sport, you know, have, it's, it's like this, this giddy little feeling of when we were kids again, you know, and we all kind of connect on that basic premise that it's, you know, the horse is just such a, an incredible animal and, and at the heart of everything we do. So yeah, it's, it is pretty cool. We, we have a very, a very cool job that we get to meet, meet the people who um, are so important in our sport and, and really, really good, cool people. Yeah. Well, and you know, I think it's funny too, how like, um, okay, for those of you listening, like this podcast endeavor has been, you know, really pretty new for both Jen and myself. And, um, and we, you know, it's stressful dealing with the technology end of things and stuff. And so as we're recording these, we don't want to have, you know, a tech glitch or have something embarrassing happen in the middle of this. So we've kind of stressed out about like, oh, we have to be somewhere that's completely silent and there's no noise and blah, 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 blah. But most of the time we're recording this at horse shows or in a barn or something. And I think I had this like moment of freedom where I was like, wait a second, if we're recording this in a barn and a horse walks by and you hear it's, you know, like hoof hoof beats in the barn aisle like our listeners aren't going to care because this is real life we are dealing with horses so this is what happens a horse walks through the middle of your podcast (laughs) exactly exactly so true yeah oh well let's see I'm thinking back on like season one of our podcast and I'm like oh man I don't I don't know if I could really pick a favorite because I I just think, you know, every person that we talk to is so interesting in their own way and and everybody has such a unique story and a unique perspective. But, um, you know, like one of the most memorable ones for me was um, either sitting down with Dorothy Schneider at the NIDA Symposium um, and just, mm-hmm. you know, hearing some background just, I don't know, like spending time with her. And even though it was very, very brief during the lunch break, but just kind of hearing about her, like, um, you know, just her day to day order of operations and the things that she prioritizes. And, and, you know, she's very much about the horse having a a balanced lifestyle where, you know, it gets to go outside and enjoy the sunshine and it's happy and it's work. And, you know, she, she seems to be really focused on the partnership aspect 
as she should be, um, of, of dressage. And, and she, she, you know, talk about like meeting other heroes and stuff. Like I, I thought she was incredibly humble and like uh, almost, well, she was very soft-spoken and, and I just think it's interesting because I'm like, oh my God, you've like taken over the dressage world. Like you are the queen of the dressage <laughs> world and you know, she still is, is very humble. Um, so I love talking to her. And then the one thing, one other, uh, podcast recording that I really super enjoyed um, was when I was in Bermuda, I was talking to their national dressage coach, um, Angela Halloran Smith, who's originally a a North Carolina native and now lives in um, Bermuda. But (laughs) this is like the blessing and the curse of podcasts is that we had this, you know, lovely conversation where I was learning about all of these, like, I don't know, unexpected things that you have to deal with when you're dealing, you know, when you're doing dressage on this remote Island. Um, and it was just fascinating to hear about that, but we had the most spectacular view and we were looking out on this little sound when the, you know, like the sky is bright blue, there's glistening blue water underneath. And, and, um, there were little sailboats bobbing along while we chatted. And I was like, Oh man, that's the downside of the podcast is that our readers can't can't actually enjoy this beautiful scene or listeners, I'm sorry, can't enjoy this beautiful scene with us. Talk about, talk about loving your job. That, that had to be one of the coolest, you know, coolest experiences for you to be in Bermuda and not only doing the podcast, but just from start to finish, that whole thing was, was pretty cool. Oh yeah. It was super cool. And like, just a like really nice welcoming group of people out there. And, and, um, you know, I mean, they're proof that even though it's, it certainly has its challenges to, to pursue dressage out there in in a way that, you know, like things like saddle fitting or health specialists aren't really easily accessible. I mean, they, they do it and they make it work. And, um, Annabelle Collins, who's a Bermuda native, I mean, she was, um, slated to go to, Tokyo, um, at the time mm-hmm. it's spoken and stuff. And, and, um, at the time that I was there, there was also a rider who was aiming for the North American youth championships. Um, mm. so it was amazing to see, you know, everything, everything that they were doing and, um, and like a really cool, I'm, I'm kind of sidetracking from the whole like podcast memory thing, but another part about that mm-hmm. was just so cool was that like, um, we had been invited over for like a, a judges dinner, um, after an FEI show that they had had while I was there. And we were sitting in this like just beautiful, like old Bermuda estate. And we were in this, in this home that just like, I don't know if you think of like, oh, like classic Bermuda fancy house. That's, mm. that's what this was. <laughs> we were sitting there talking to um, judges, Jeannie McDonald and Lois Eukins. And it was just kind of like, we were having this little fireside chat, you know? And, and I was like, in any other situation, I think I would have been very intimidated to speak to dressage judges, but they just made it feel like home, you know? So anyway, so. Yeah. I remember you, I remember you telling me about that and how, you know, how, what a cool experience that was. And yeah, I mean, just kind of going back a little bit to your podcast with Dorothy Schneider. Yeah. I remember, cause I was with you when you were doing that one and you know, you talk about being intimidated and I kind of felt that way going into that. And I wasn't even the one asking her the questions, but I was like, oh my God, it's Dorothy Schneider. Like, oh, and she was so wonderful. You know, she was so approachable and you did a phenomenal job with the questions and she was just so gracious with her time. And, and that's, 
you know, I feel like I'm repeating what, what we talked about with George and Roberta, but it just goes back to the fact that, you know, there's so many people in this sport that are willing to give us their time and give riders their time, no matter, you know, whether you're from dressage today or you're not, you know, there's just so many people that are looking to, to share, share what they know and, and help people. And that's the, that's the coolest thing about all of this. And, and I think the fun part about doing these podcasts, you know, is that we're getting to, you know, not only put it, you know, into print on the website in articles and into videos on Dressage Day on Demand, but also now, you know, somebody can, you know, be driving along or, you know, doing something and be listening to these wonderful people share their, their stories and their advice and their tips. It's, it's a pretty cool thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, I know, dressage today has gone through quite a bit of evolution just within the past few years and moving away from our print product and moving more into the digital realm. And of course, like for those of you who are listening to this, like Jen and I were, you know, have, we're really attached to the print product. And we know that some people have, you know, mixed feelings about um, moving away from magazines and more towards the digital end. But as much, as much as it, um, was was difficult in a way to shift the focus from that like it really is cool having having like a more multi-dimensional approach to like the all everything about dressage that we share with our audience so yeah 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 absolutely yeah yes so marching forward right always always moving forward yep oh yeah it, well in dressage riding and in life right <laughs> Always. exactly exactly <laughs> um so okay let's let's see let's catch everybody up on um well what's been going on in your in your personal life since um things kind of ended with the podcast with or, or not your personal oh. your personal life but <laughs> your, your riding, well yeah i mean <laughs> riding and yeah yeah well um and COVID, thank yes. you, COVID, for not giving me much of a life. No, <laughs> we've been, I've been hunkered down like everybody else, you know. Um, it's, I've spent a lot of time at home like everyone else. And it's been, uh, been doing a lot of things around, around the house. And, and I've gotten much more into gardening this year. And uh, we have a koi pond that um, it's been interesting because I've, got I've had the chance to really see everything through the seasons um and I normally don't get that opportunity because I'm either traveling for work or traveling for vacation and none of that has happened this year so it's been um totally unrelated to you know dressage today but that's been kind of fun being able to you know kind of see everything around um around the yard the property kind of change with the season so i've kind of enjoyed that but um riding wise i have not been doing much myself but once the um once everything was lifted so that we could at least get back out to the barn my daughter sophia has been riding um and she has actually been taking dressage lessons um over the last month and a half i guess going on two months um on the pony that i was taking lessons on bubba which mm -hmm. some of you if you have followed our um you know the website and some of the blog posts that i've done in the past um 
there's this great little fell pony that um, Allie Calkins, a trainer in Maryland, owns who is just this perfect little schoolmaster and adorable to boot. And um, I was taking lessons on him and and just with things getting busy in my life, I had stopped, but now Sophia is taking lessons on him and watching her progress and seeing her enjoy the dressage lessons has been a ton of fun. I really enjoyed, enjoyed watching her. So, so yeah, so we've been doing that and um, I've been continuing to run and I'm going to be doing a half marathon, my own little personal socially distant half marathon awesome. <laughs> next weekend. So that's kind of, you know, where things stand for me. So yeah. yeah. How about you? Oh, well, let's see. Um, so yeah, in New York state, it was kind of weird. Well, it's weird. It's been weird for everybody. Isn't that like the understatement of like yeah. the year? Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I think I, th I want to say it was like from March through May it was basically two months. Um, we, we weren't allowed to go to the barn here. Um, just because technically it was like a, a it's not self-care. It's like a full service boarding operations. And obviously, you know, we weren't the ones like feeding our horses. So, um, those of us who boarded there weren't, we weren't allowed to even like set foot in the barn for two months. Um, mm -hmm. which was, you know, pretty weird. Cause that's been, that's probably been the longest time I've gone in 20 years without riding. Um, so, so that was kind of weird. And the first like couple, the first couple weeks I was like, okay, I can do this. It's fine. <laughs> Everything's good. It's sort of nice to not have that obligation and to just know that the horses are being taken care of and it's fine. I can, you know, go on a walk after work <laughs> or like I have all this free time. Um, and then and then like by like week three, I was like, I need to see my horse. I just, I just need to be in the <laughs> smell some shaving yeah. or something. Um, but in, in the time that I wasn't riding, I picked up doing um, like vinyasa yoga, like just through, you know, a little TV, you know, what do you call it? Like video subscription service, mm -hmm. um, which has actually been super helpful. Um, and um and it's been interesting now that I've gone back to riding. Um, obviously, it, it's been interesting seeing how yoga has has probably I, I can't say whether it's necessarily improved my riding, but I think going back to riding was probably easier than it would have been if I had not opted to do that. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah. So anyway, and then um, I I have my mare um, who um, I have talked about this a little bit in the past and stuff that I've written for dressagetoday.com, but she was diagnosed with kissing spine back in November. And it just explained so much about, about her. And in hindsight, it was, it was really painfully obvious. So, um, it, uh, ugh, gosh, I, I just, I have so many thoughts about the kissing spine talk <laughs> and, and what. Yeah. You've been through, you've been through it all. Yeah. Um, but anyway, we, you know, got back on track after, after the, you know, really intense quarantine, um, period. And, uh, we've just kind of been back to normal training. We finally got to go to a clinic and that was like super exciting. Cause you know, I hadn't taken her out in quite a while. So, um, it was nice to get back into the groove of things. I didn't end up doing any shows, um, this spring just because of, well, a, because of 
COVID, but also because of kind of where we were in the training process of, you know, kind of readjusting our approach to training after figuring out this kind of like huge major piece of like the way her body works. <laughs> um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, yeah, so uh, I guess not too much to report on here other than other than the fact that I didn't ride for quite a while, but I think um, a lot of people have a really similar story and experience to me and and also as much as I wanted to complain about like oh I can't ride my horse I can't go to the barn meh, like I really had to keep it in perspective that you know there are a lot of people out there who are dealing with stuff that's much more difficult than this so I need to shut my mouth and not complain so much yeah yeah I mean definitely it's it's been one of those things where you you I know I found myself, you know, like, oh, we missed out on some vacations and things that we were going to do. But in the grand scheme of things, you know, how incredibly fortunate my family is, you know, and I do, I think, you know, that has brought a lot of perspective to things for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The way that I, I'm thinking about it for me, at least, is that I'm like, if, if the, if the way that this affects me the most is as an inconvenience you know then i am among the luckiest i would say exactly yeah yep yep yeah for sure hey friends the show will be back in just a few moments but first i want to tell you about something cool from dressage today if you're an average dressage rider like me, you've only got a certain amount of time you spend in the arena each week, and it hardly ever seems to be enough. You know the struggle. Maybe you take weekly lessons, or you read books and articles. Well, you obviously listen to this podcast, and maybe you travel to clinics to soak up whatever you can. But if you're looking to take a deep dive into dressage training without ever leaving your couch, you need to check out Dressage Today On Demand. Learn from top experts in the sport of dressage with Dressage Today's complete video on-demand training resource. Whether you're looking to better your basics or you're polishing Grand Prix movements, Dressage Today's 3,000 plus training videos can help you reach those goals. Visit ondemand.dressagetoday.com to score a free trial. One of the kind of fun things that did come out of COVID for DT was our virtual our virtual horse shows, which we kind of, you know, along with everybody else, we kind of, you know, delve into that, but that was seemed to be right in line with, you know, our core, um, you know, educational values, you know, wanting to educate people and give people the opportunity to, to show in front of a judge and still do something fun while they were stuck, you know, stuck at, at ho hopefully if they could get out to the barn, but that was something fun that we kicked off. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and for our listeners who maybe haven't uh, heard about our virtual shows or haven't participated in one yet, do you want to fill them in on generally how it works? Yeah, sure. We, um, so we've been doing them, I guess, what about monthly now, um, for the past few months. And essentially we have, um, I believe it's, four classes we have a first training level first level second through fourth level a um, non-compete class and then a class where you can sign up and then get a one-on-one -on -one phone call from our judge and the judge who we have been using is margaret freeman um who has been wonderful and and uh, giving our 
uh, our riders lots of great feedback, even if they don't do the the virtual or the phone call uh, consult call with her. The test sheets that they get uh, turned back to them have a lot of great comments and feedback and help that she's given them. But what essentially it is, is you sign up and you have, um, I guess we leave it open for two weeks, the show. Um, so you sign up and get your spot and then you video your ride. You pick a ride, you choose a test um, and then video, have somebody, a friend video your ride and then submit that ride uh, through a YouTube link. Um, and then Margaret judges the rides and we have a winner for each of the three classes. So a winner for our training, first level, and then second through fourth level. So we have three winners for um, those, th those three classes. Um, and it's been, I mean, the response has been great. We have sold out almost all of the shows. We uh, typically take about 40 riders per, per show. Um, and I think we've sold out all but one um, of the shows. And we've had great sponsors. Vitaflex um, Pro has been uh, a sponsor for a number of them. And the show that's currently going on, which does not close until um, next week, is the sponsor for the prizes is Horse Tech. So, um, yeah, I mean, that was kind of a little bit all over the place. I don't know, Lindsay, if you want to add anything that I missed out on. Yeah. So we're, we're really appreciative to all the riders who joined us in this new venture and sent us our, sent us their videos and uh, kind of put themselves out there for that experience. And then um, we're also really thankful to our sponsors um, who have provided prizes for the shows, including smart pack, Vitaflex pro Farnham and horse tech. Um, we really appreciate their partnership. Um, I'm, you know, some of the things that I think are, are so great about the, the virtual shows is that like, I mean, like if you have a horse that doesn't trailer, um, and you, but you still want to know how competitive are they, how, you know, how would a judge score their movement and things like that? You know, you don't, you don't have to deal with the stress of putting them on the trailer or paying for gas or paying for stabling fees or braiding, or you, know, you don't have to dress up. Like I, I think, um, you know, our, we want to encourage people to come as they are, you know, it's a learning. The whole point yeah. is to learn. Um, our virtual shows aren't tied into any like larger organization. Um, so, you know, the, you, you won't, you can't like earn points or qualifying scores, but it is such a great learning opportunity. We, we welcome everybody of all levels. Um, if you want to compete, that's awesome. That's great. Um, if you don't want to compete and you just want to get educational feedback, do that too. Um, there's, there's an opportunity for those, those riders as well. So, um, yeah, so I just, I like how, you know, in a sport that can sometimes feel exclusive or sometimes feel very extremely cost prohibitive. I feel like this is a great way for everybody to get involved, especially since, um, you know, I think well, it comes out to be like what a, a little more than 25 bucks a test, I think. Is that right, Jen? Yeah, yeah, with the, there's like, I think, administrative fees, but it's, yeah, it's under $30 per class. Yeah. Um, and then the the virtual, one, or the, I'm sorry, the one-on-one -on -one phone call with the judge is a little over, I, I guess it works out to be a little over $100, but you, she gives you a good solid 45 minutes on the phone where she goes through 
the um, test, you know, movement by movement as you are both watching it together, she goes through it and then she provides you with, you know, um, exercises on things that, on how to improve certain, certain parts of your test to help you, you know, get a better score next time. So it's really, um, and the people that have done that one, it's, yeah, it is definitely a little bit more expensive, but for the folks who have done it, they've had rave reviews about that. So yeah, it gives everybody, you know, an opportunity, you know, to do something that, you know, is very cost prohibitive or cost, you know, effective. And then if you want something a little bit more, that's there too. So yeah, it's been fun. It's been fun to, to host these. Yeah. Oh, and I think, I think like with, um, Margaret's phone consultation that she's been doing, I, I want to highlight this. Cause I feel like, I feel like this is something really would be awesome for people to take advantage of because, um, I mean, it's, it's basically our version of a fix a test. Um, and, mm -hmm. and I feel like it's, it's great that you can really, you can watch the video while Margaret is talking you through it. So you can, you can literally see what she's seeing and see how these things are being scored. And I think it's great that you get this information that's really specifically tailored to your needs. And I think that that should be especially useful for, you know, we hear from uh, readers and followers that, you know, people say, well, you know, I, I live in South Dakota and I don't have a dressage trainer within a six hour drive from me. And, and we want to reach those people and we want to provide resources to them. And so I think, I think doing something like this should be, should be a great way for those people to um, still continue to progress their education, um, even if they don't have a trainer yeah. on the street. Yep. Yep. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's see, what else is going on in the world of dressage today? We, oh, we've been doing, we've been launching some digital issues, um, that are available on dressagetoday.com. They're called dressage today extras, and they feature some really popular articles, um, from our archives that, um, are most of the information is relevant for riders of all levels. There's a training story and then there's a health story um, related as well. Um, typically sport horse health related issues. Um, sometimes they're focused on nutrition or, um, joint health or, um, you know, suspensory injuries, um, things of that nature. Mm -hmm. So, uh, we encourage our followers to check those out. Um, and let's see, we always have something new rolling out with dressage today on demand, um, videos. Jen, you want to tell us more about what's going on there? Yeah, um, we have some really exciting things coming up. I mean, obviously with COVID, it was a little bit difficult because we had to, we couldn't really travel anywhere. Um, but technology is a wonderful thing. And we actually are working with a uh, Pilates instructor, Helen Fletcher. She actually um, works with equestrian specifically. Um, and she's uh, in Australia. Um, she is has done stuff with dressage today in the past and when we had the magazine she had done some articles with us but she is working on a series of videos for um beginner intermediate and advanced classes uh of pilates that we're going to roll out on uh, dressage today on demand for subscribers so that's pretty exciting um and then we're also going to be doing um some work with uh, Sydney Collier, um, a para rider up in Massachusetts, and her 
trainer, Katie Robishaw. We're going to be uh, filming a series with them this fall, um, as well as a, another series with Felicitas von Neumann Cosell, who has been a really great supporter of our new online um, site. She's going to be doing some more videos with us. Um, and then we've got some stuff lined up for this winter, hopefully down in Florida, as long as um, COVID doesn't wreak havoc on us again. We're hopefully going to be doing some more stuff um, with JJ Tate. Um, and then Charlotte Yorst and David Bind. We have an article coming out with them and hopefully we'll be doing, following that up with a video series uh, and a couple other people. So we've got some, some things coming up for this fall and early um, next year that I'm really excited about. Yeah, that's a pretty good mix. I remember, um, mm -hmm. let's see, we've, we've met Sydney and Katie in, down in Florida. And I also remember that Katie Robichaux uh, she rode in the Dorothy Schneider clinic. She was one of the demo riders. Yep. And I think, I think mm -hmm. I want to say she wrote a big, was it a chestnut gelding? His chestnut. Name? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mm -hmm. Anyway, I thought they were a pretty stunning combination and I loved watching them. So I was like, Oh, oh boy. Yay. We get to do something with them for DT. That's great. And like Sydney, yeah. such a cool person. And I mean, she's got an amazing story and, um, I remember when we were visiting with them in Florida, we got to meet her horse, Ale, and he mm -hmm. like so friendly and just a sweetheart and also like super fancy too. So yeah, we get to work with some pretty cool people, huh? Yes, we do. We're pretty fortunate. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, in the realm of podcasts, we, um, well, hello, we're launching season two. This is our first episode. <laughs> um, but yeah. Let's see. I've let's see. I've talked to um, Joachim Schleza um, about saddle fit. That's been a topic of um, pretty strong interest for me lately. I mean, I, I feel like saddle fit is always something dressage people want to talk about. It's always relevant, especially when our training evolves so much around the horse correctly using their back and correctly moving through and over their backs. Um, and of course, seeing as my horse has kissing spine, <laughs> saddle fit is a really super intense interest to me. It also so happens that my horse tends to be impossible to fit saddle wise because she has super high withers and she has a very forward girthing area. And then when she lifts her back, when she is working, everything just slides way far forward on her. Um, mm. and I've, Oh my God, I've been through such saddle fitting hell with her. But um, <laughs> anyway, I, I've just wanted to, um, educate myself as as much as I can about saddle fitting and everything so that was sort of what sparked this conversation with Yakin and I I felt like um obviously our readers could could benefit from it and we also tried to really keep it focused on um you know I I don't want to I, I don't want our readers to feel like we're pushing a particular brand on anybody um so that that was not the focus of this podcast it was really focused around um just the basics of correct saddle fitting. What are things that you should look for? Um, if you're on a budget, hello, most of us are, um, you know, what are the best ways to, um, select an economical option for your horse, knowing that you still want to buy the very best thing for him that you can. Um, so that was a pretty enlightening and interesting conversation. Um, so we're looking forward to sharing that with you guys. Um, 
along lines of tack fitting, we had also um, had a great conversation with, or Jen had a great conversation with um, Stephanie Brown Beamer. Do you want to tell our listeners about that, Jen? Yeah, yeah. We um, back, uh, I guess it was back in March, we went down to Florida and actually shot a video series with Stephanie um, on bits and bit fitting, bridal fitting, um, and that it will be released um, this fall as well. But we also had the opportunity, or I had the opportunity to sit down with Stephanie and, and just kind of talk to her about what she has seen and some of the trends that, um, you know, she has seen and what she finds, you know, works for different horses with different mouths and, you know, what, what has been, um, what has been beneficial for, you know, horses of, you know, different breeds, that sort of thing. So that we had a really good uh, talk with her and we'll be releasing that soon, probably this fall as well. So, yep. Awesome. And Stephanie is such an interesting person to talk to too, because I feel like not only is she, you know, an equipment expert, she's also um, a very accomplished rider. So she certainly understands the performance aspects of things. Um, And then she also works with like, (laughs) she, she like a huge variety of like, very, very talented riders. So Stephanie took us on this little like tour of Wellington where we were talking to some of her clients and it was just like this list of like, that was so fun. Stars, <laughs> And I was like, oh, okay, this is cool. <laughs> yeah. 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 And that will be, you know, all those folks will be highlighted um, in the video series as well. Uh, so yeah, that was a ton of fun doing yeah. that. I'm, I'm trying to think who were some of the people we talked to Lauren Samus. We talked uh, Nicole Herring. Olivia Lagoy Welt. Yeah, yep, yep. Yeah. Yep. Um Canadian. Yeah, we um go ahead, I'm sorry. Hillary Clayton. We got to chat with her, which was really cool. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, that was so awesome. I feel like like, you know, we have this uh biomechanics bot that's hard to say. Biomechanics expert Hillary Clayton. I was like, I feel like I'm meeting a celebrity. This is so cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah, it was. It was really, that was a, that was a really fun few days that we got to spend with Stephanie. Really, uh, really enlightening and just a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. It was very cool. I'm also hoping to talk to um, a para dressage rider that we have um, up near me in New York. She's actually one of my barn mates um, and she has a fascinating story and she's aiming for the, um, Olympics as a paradressage rider. Um, and so I'm, I'm hoping to share a conversation that we have with our, with our listeners. Um, and we've also got, um, some interviews from previous horse shows that we've gone to in the past that I'd like to like to share with people. Cause I think, I think there's, there are some interesting, interesting stories in there too. Um, and you know, for our readers who are, are readers, listeners, for our listeners, um, if there's anybody that, or any person or any topics that you feel really strongly about, um, that you would like us to address or cover, um, send us an email at dressage today at aimmedia.com. Um, or you can get in contact with us through our social media. Um, and you know, we want to hear your suggestions. We want, um, our podcast to be, you know, a real representation of our community. Um, so we really welcome your feedback. And if you have a story that you'd like to share with us, um, get in touch and, um, 
maybe we can have you as a guest on our show too. Yeah, that would be exciting. We love getting, we love getting people to give us their thoughts and ideas on who they want to hear from. Absolutely. Only if your thoughts are nice. We don't want to hear your thoughts if they're not nice. (laughs) (laughs) Just be kind, right? (laughs) Yeah, no, it's okay. We can take tough love too. Um, Yeah, we can. We're tough. Uh, is there anything I'm forgetting, Jen, that, that we, we should share with her? I can't think of anything right now. I think we have, I think we've covered most of it. All right, cool. Yeah. Well, thanks for hopping on the phone with me and thank you to everybody who is listening to this. We can't wait to share all of our upcoming conversations with you. Yeah, this was, this was a lot of fun, Lindsay. It's, I'm sorry we can't see each other in person doing this, but this was this was fun and I'm looking forward to season two. Thanks for listening to the Dressage Today podcast. You can learn more from Dressage Today and read in-depth training articles at dressagetoday.com or you can visit our new training video site, Dressage Today On Demand. To learn more, visit ondemand.dressagetoday.com. And for daily dressage training tips and advice, give us a follow on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest. Happy riding. This podcast was produced by Jennifer Malachi and Lindsay Paulson. And it's also hosted by Jennifer Malachi and Lindsay Paulson. If you're still listening, don't forget to leave us a review and tell your friends about our podcast. If you have feedback or you'd like to be a guest on our show, shoot us an email at dressagetoday at aimmedia.com. The Dressage Today podcast is a production of the Equine Podcast Network an entity of Active Interest Media and the Equine Network.